All right. Uh, you know, the problem is I never have a witty opening for the show because I always I, I always do some sort of terrible thing to you to start the call, which is five to ten minutes before the show. You know, so typically I'll start by saying something in the world's worst British accent. It's so bad that it probably sounds Australian to your ears or something like that. And and now I have no good way to start the show. So I'm just vamping as we speak. I mean, we could just, I mean, I think it's, I'm just, I'm in a bad mood. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Like, you know, is it because, have is mood. it because of my accent? Is it because of my terrible accent? Are you just cussing up the storm already? That's why uh, you were How supposed to just let it roll. For? You were supposed to let it Jeez, roll. I give it, he's I already give in it. here creating work for Jim. <laughs> I know. Boy, I tried. Boy. I tried to just let it cruise right by. You had to call me on it. So I see how it is. You're contributing to it now. <laughs> I did so like Adina works. said I was talking to Adina before the show and she's like something towards the effect of like go easy on Casey today <laughs> she knows that if I'm in a bad mood like this is genuinely like the, the most dangerous show for me to record in a bad mood right <laughs> oh Adina's always been my favorite with yeah. respect I, I love yeah. you dearly but she's always been my favorite she was bang on oh gosh <laughs> I'm crying I'm laughing so hard Oh, that's so funny. Well, I'm sorry you're in a bad mood. I, I would normally play coy here and be like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? But obviously, we've been talking privately for the last few minutes. So just, I don't right know how much now, you really want to. I'm just tired. That's fair. That's how I feel. I feel tired. And, you know, we're recording this the day before the busiest day of the year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like first or second busiest day of the year, typically, you know, because it's Apple event time that's a kind of a question like i feel like i don't know which one is a bigger deal for us is it wwdc or is it the iphone i would say wwdc for sure not even a question when we were doing live shows even though that day was busy for like the keynote day was busy for me and it's slightly less busy for you, but you still had plenty of your own stuff. No, that's not even true. Actually, it was equally busy for you. Come to think of it. Um, but anyways, when we were doing like live shows or and whatnot, so for me, WWDC, yeah, as I'm talking, the more I think about it, the more I think it's just me maybe. Um, but you know, when I, when we would do live ATP on Monday, that was, that was a big deal, busy day for mm. me. Now, I don't know for you, it might be September. I mean, it, I, I don't know, right? Like, I genuinely don't know. Like, WWDC is its own thing and is maybe maybe the more work because there's, like, stuff to understand immediately, mm. right? Like, Oh, and you, you try to turn around that upgrade edit, like, instantly, too, don't you? Or am I making that up? I mean, that's how it has been. It's not how it's going to yeah, be Yeah, that's what I'm time. saying. So even, even if you're doing, like, a uh, screw it, we're going straight to tape, you know, I'm going to yeah. do almost no edits, that's still a fair bit of work for you. I mean, that's not nothing. Yeah, that will be easier. I mean, this year, it, it, I'm not getting that benefit because we're recording connected immediately after upgrade. But oh, if gracious. I was, I mean, actually, though, to be honest, I wouldn't be possible if I was still editing upgrade, right? Like, I just would not have been able yeah. to do that. So there's the benefit there, right? The, the the scheduling has been able to line up in a way that is helpful. But this, for me, will be the first event episode that I'm not editing, which is like a whole thing. Did you put Jim on notice and say, hey, at exactly this time, I'm going to need you to be on deck? Oh, to Jim's edit just and... ready, man. He just knows. Like, we've, we've let him know, and, and it's just a case of now, like see how it goes like it's like a weird thing for me because 
I always took like pride in um we're like ready to roll, you know, like mm-hmm. as, like literally as soon as uh I can get it out, it's out, and then upgrades kind of always first, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's gonna be weird. It is gonna be weird. Yeah, I totally hear you, and. It's going to be odd for you to give that up. It's going to be a very busy day for you tomorrow. Yeah. All Holy of this tamales. is in the past when people are li- yeah, most likely listening to this. May I take us May I take us on a very brief tangent? Can we have it. the Jim Metzendorf Appreciation Hour real quick? Jim's uh, the because best. Because he is the best. Uh, it, it was last month, was it not, that, that I went on a tear on the show about something that's unimportant, and, and I felt after the fact really strongly. And I think this is the maybe the only time or certainly the the most dramatic time that i was like oh no we need to take that out it's i i did a bad job we need to take it out blah 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 and i and well first of all you mike were extremely gracious about it and i appreciate that deeply because you could have been a turd about it and you chose not to you did not choose violence and i appreciate that very much uh but i we handed jim and it was entirely 150 percent my fault uh we handed jim a very challenging edit that that week, that month, uh, last month, and he was able to make it sound basically seamless. And this is not surprising because Jim is, as already discussed and established, the best. But uh, it was really a crummy situation that I, not we, but I had put him in. And I would mm-hmm. like to publicly thank Jim for doing such an incredible job and for being there for Mike for Upgrade. It's interesting to me that you are publicly noting that there is like, a secret hidden topic <laughs> that well, yeah won't be that no but you know like that's out there you know like that's an interesting yes. thing to mention in the world it is it is a dangerous thing to do on the internet of all places yeah but that is how much i appreciate jim's work and i wanted to give more context than he did something kind for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh i just wanted to be very clear that he he really did us kindness and uh and, and i really appreciate jim but Coming back uh, to what you were saying, you know, yeah, tomorrow as we record this, which will be several days ago, as most of you listen to this, is going to be a very, very, very busy day for you, and uh, and I do not envy you. I mean, we are we are recording ATP tomorrow night because it just so happens that the event is on Wednesday. It's just no different, that, right? Which is <laughs> no different for different. us. Like, yeah. and we're doing it the normal time. Like, it's really other than the fact that it will probably be like a three-hour episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it is no different for us. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a mostly normal day. I mean, I will say people that, again, this is such a stupid conversation to be having now after the fact, but <laughs> podcast live listeners, like they're going to be in for a treat Wednesday. You could go oh, like yeah, upgrade connected and then basically straight into ATP by the time we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, a triple feature, shows. man. <laughs> all the great shows. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm also excited for Wednesday. Um, I've become uh, friendly with uh, uh, somebody that I didn't know before, and and it's it's a not bad story, but a long story. But I've become uh, very friendly with with this gentleman and, and his family, and uh, and he is a super Apple fan, and and coincidentally, like an ATP listener as well. Um, and we did not meet in that context; we met because of like regular social stuff. Well, anyways, uh, so my friend Brad is going to come over, and we're going to watch it together tomorrow, and this is going to be. The first time I've watched the keynotes, like the phone keynote with someone oh, who is also enthusiastic about the cool. phone keynote. So. I like it. No, I haven't got any buddies this time. Yeah, yeah. All my but all my keynote buddies are busy. Um, mm. or they're not around. But yeah, that I enjoy that. That like watching it with a couple of people. It, it's way nicer than just watching it on your own. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It, it should be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, because I've done that once or twice. Like um, the one year was I think it was one or two years. I mean, it was two years that I that I didn't get a ticket to WWDC. I don't even remember now. It's been so many times. <laughs> but uh, at least I'm once right. I remember watching in my hotel room with like Curtis and a bunch of other people. Actually, I think uh, Max Barkey was there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Joseph Plinsky, I think, was there. Uh, I think who else was there? I have to I have to remember. Um, but anyways, there were several people there. I, th- I think um, Ben was there. I don't remember. But anyway, one way or another, I, I watched with a bunch of people then. That was fun. That was WWDC. But I don't think I've ever watched a a, uh, a phone keynote with with other people that were also enthusiastic about it. So uh, I'm looking quite forward to tomorrow. It should be fun. Should we take our first break? Yes, please. All right. This episode of Analog is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you'll be able to stand out for a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Products, services, even the content that you create, Squarespace has you covered. You'll be able to get started with a best-in-class website template that is so easy to customize to fit your needs. You just browse the category of business to find a perfect starting place or the type of website you want to make. Like they have these, t- like not just design templates, but like entire like website structure templates, which I find really useful to help me get started as to the types of things you might want on a website. But then it's really easy to customize. You can turn some pages on and off, but you can also change the colors, the branding. You can drag and drop things around the page, make things bigger, make things smaller. Super easy. Then you can maybe get blogging if that's what you want to do. They have all of the tools that you're going to want to share your stories, your photos, videos, and updates of your friends, your family, and your audience, maybe your community. You'll be able to categorize and share and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. And then, you know, when you're, maybe your site's getting bigger, you're wondering like, hey, where do all these people come from that come into my website? Squarespace has insights built right in. So you can find out which channels are most effective, where your site visitors are coming from. If you have a Squarespace store, it can tell you where your sales are generating from. All of this can be analyzed in Squarespace. Then with that data, you can improve your website. You can build marketing strategies based on keywords, your most popular products and content. You know what's clicking with people, which is super cool. Go to squarespace.com analog, and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code analog. This will save you 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash analog. And then use the offer code analog to get 10% of your first purchase to show your support for the show. And thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. So, Mike, you mm-hmm. have a very, very big month this month. And not just you, all of us do. Mm-hmm. What's going on in the month of September? September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So for the fourth year, the Relay FM community is rallying together to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures and saving children. This year is a special year. It celebrates St. Jude's 60th year of leading the way that the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. The son of grateful immigrants, Danny Thomas, brought people together in support of that life-saving goal, finding cures and saving children, and founded St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, with a focus on saving as many children as possible. St. Jude brought research and patient care under one roof and pioneered racial integration, being the first fully integrated children's hospital in the southern U.S. As St. Jude expands in scope and extends its life-saving mission to help more children around the world, St. Jude continues to stand as a beacon of hope for families everywhere. 
It is this time in September every year where we get together to show our appreciation for a very, very important institution. Not just because of the work they do for so many, but because of the work that they did for one very important child to us, which is uh, my co-founder Stephen's oldest son, Josiah. His life was saved by St. Jude. And so we as a community come together to thank St. Jude for that and for all of the work that they do in saving so many children, developing treatments and cures that help kids all over the world. It is incredibly important to us, and we ask you, the Relay FM community, to support us in giving back. Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, which is September. By the way, if you've ever wondered why do our show artwork, why did they go gold, like on the top left, our little branding and all of Relay's branding, we used a gold color during September. That's the color for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. You know, like different charities and, and, mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. different like Cancer Awareness Months, they have their own colors. Yep. Childhood Cancer Awareness Month is gold. It's also why we do this in September, because it matches with Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. It's also a good time for us in general. We have a lot of people focusing on our content because of what we were just talking about. Um, so it's, you know, it's really a time where we're able to make a real big impact. And this year, you're able to support the Relay FM for St. Jude campaign in a bunch of ways. As ever, we invite you to make a donation. If you donate an individual gift of $60 or more, you'll get a digital bundle, which includes a set of Stephen and Mike wallpapers and the most bizarre screensaver for Mac OS that you have ever seen. Okay, this is being talked about publicly. I didn't realize we were talking about this publicly. Yeah. We, we haven't mentioned it too much yet, just because like okay. we've got so much to mention. Like I, I was talking to James Thompson, who created the screensaver for us. We're going to talk about it, I think, in like more detail, maybe share some images and stuff after the podcast, I thought, because there's just so much okay, to talk okay. about, right? Okay. Because this is something that people won't get until after the fundraising is all done. Okay. So yes. we don't want to like, you know, go too ham on it. But this thing is just absolutely incredible and so weird. Like if you've seen the stuff that James has done with the about screens, like understand what he may have been able to do with some... Stephen and Mike heads, you know, and and a few months like it's we me and James have had multiple conversations where I've had to beg him to stop. <laughs> like, please stop adding things. No, the thing is, I, I will not be specific about anything, but I've been mm-hmm. testing the screensaver for a few weeks, as they yes. say. And I- I imagine a man who went absolutely out of control on an about screen. Mm-hmm. But rather than having to limit him to just an about screen, you give him basically a blank slate for the entirety of your computer screen. Imagine the insanity that can occur when James is left to his own devices. It is bananas. Basically, we asked the best and worst person for this job. Because <laughs> right? what so happened true. was we <laughs> thought like, oh, we have this artwork. Could we just make a screensaver? Like it just comes up and just like just, just on the screen. And so Stephen started looking into it and was like, oh, yeah, I can make a screensaver, but then realized quickly that these days to make a screensaver, it's all in Xcode mm-hmm. and it's actually quite complicated to do. Mm-hmm. So we turned to our friend James, who's a very accomplished developer, and said, could you help us with this? And then madness ensued. Yeah, he, he disappeared for months yeah. and... It was, Not it was months, a very productive... It, days. It, to, to get, well, that's like, true, actually. It, the, the, <laughs> that's the, true. The speed... When when yeah yeah when James is excited about something, heaven and earth cannot stop him. That is there's very more true. to come on this. But if you make a donation, 
of $60 or more, you'll get it. Donors who make an individual gift of $100 or more will receive a set of stickers in addition to the digital bundle. Check with your employer to see if they have a matching gift program. If they do, fill out the form at statute.org slash relay, and you can have your uh, contribution doubled in some instances. The new thing for this year is that if you want to get more hands-on yourself, if you want to spread the ideas and the mission of St. Jude to your friends, to your family, to your co-workers, to your community, you can now start your own fundraising campaign to help us reach our goals while earning exclusive Relay FM merchandise. If you raise a dollar or more as a fundraiser, you will get a St. Jude limited edition of the Relay FM Challenge coin. Just one dollar. If you raise $250 or more, you will receive a unique desk mat featuring the cartoon heads of me and Stephen. Me and Stephen have them. If you've been catching any of our Twitch streams that we've been doing over the past couple of weeks, you'll see it. Is this the most bananas desk mat I've ever come across? <laughs> it, look, you know, if you remember what we did to our desks, which we are doing, well, I did mm-hmm. to my desk, Stephen did to uh, some shelves. Um, I'm doing it again to my other desk, the Stephen stickers. Well, this one is me and Stephen. It's just like everywhere. You can go and sign up, stjude.org slash relay, and you can learn more about fundraising. You can donate. I think as it stands right now, we have nearly 100, probably over 100 people who have set up their fundraisers, which is amazing. Uh, you can become one of these people. You can uh, help us raise more money. The great thing here is you can obviously put your own money into your own fundraiser, but you can get your friends, your family, your coworkers to chip in. Every dollar that comes in via this way is money that, we wouldn't have had for this campaign otherwise because these are probably people that aren't already listening to our content. Additionally, if you are not in a position right now where you are able to contribute yourself, this is a great way to still do that and you still earn something for your time, for your efforts. stjude.org slash relay. Go there now to learn more and donate. Let's cure childhood cancer together. You know, I have to make special mention. It's Matt from Discord, right? That yep. is doing the district. He he woke up and chose violence. Yes. So his sub fundraiser, I don't know if that's the correct term for it, but his sub his campaign. Group, it's it's, it's a little you. it's a little complicated, like the language. This is our first year doing this. Like I'll be honest, I didn't know what to expect here, and I was pretty nervous because it adds a level <laughs> of complexity to the campaign. I sure. didn't know if anyone was going to sign up. I've been absolutely blown away so far with how many people have signed up, how much money we've raised. I think we've raised like nearly 20 grand from the fundraisers right now, which is incredible. And how creative people are being with their, right. with their fundraising campaigns, considering they didn't know this was going to happen. Right. right. <laughs> it's so true. So with that in mind, Matt Van Ormer, uh, beloved admin on the discord, uh, he woke up and chose violence and he has decided that his like milestones in the same way that you and Steven have milestones are it will be the destruction, physical destruction of various pieces of Apple paraphernalia, which is both kind of delightful and also terrible all mm-hmm. at the same time. And so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of here for it, if I'm honest. So, yeah, you can check out Matt's, uh, I'm sorry, what did you say, sub-campaign? What, what was the term you just used? Fundraising campaign, sub-campaign. Fundra- I'll, I'll, okay. Look, I don't want to choose favorite children, right? I'm going to put this fair. one in the show notes, but like, I really suggest like if you're in our discord just go and check out what some some of the stuff that people have been doing um i will say that matt's is particularly ambitious (laughs) yes it is Um, yes it is but there are there are so many incredible ones here and so like i'll put a link to that i'll put a link to uh i can't it is possible for me to link to like everyone um 
So also if you're in our Discord, there's an an app that a selection of really talented developers, the lovely developers who make one of my favorite apps called Elsewhen. Uh, they've made an app to track all of this stuff, which is so good. And like I have a widget. It's so good. Um, so there's a there's a test flight. If I'll need to check this, I don't know if I can publish the link to this test flight publicly. If I can, it's in the show notes. If I can't, then it's in our Discord. You have to be a member in the Discord. So uh, please go to stjude.org slash relay, stjude.org slash relay, and just figure out what you can do. Maybe it's donating. Maybe it's you know organizing one of these sub fundraisers, some campaign, sub campaigns. Do what you can because they deserve it. You know, these kids, they're sick and they shouldn't be. So let's try to fix childhood cancer. So with that in mind, you are making your very triumphant return this year, barring any sort of particular oopsies or gotchas. I am Ugh. literally holding my relay, my bespoke relay cube that you that you guys gave to the host many years ago. I am now knocking on this wooden cube. Hopefully nothing, hope, hopefully nothing will go wrong and you will be able to make your triumphant return to Memphis and specifically to St. Jude. And you will be there in person with Mr. Stephen Hackett and you will be hosting for how many? Eight hours this year? Yeah, it was eight hours. Mm, we did eight hours last year. Okay. And I think still we a did. Long day. <laughs> I think we got like close to eight hours the year before just because we were close to hitting our goals. So right, Stephen right, right. just would not let it end. Yep. Uh, and then we actually ended up doing one of my favorite things we've done in the podcast, which was we called John Syracuse to ask him about the atrocities of his home screen. <laughs> Do you remember this? We did I don't a, remember this. We did a, like, uh, a game. I don't remember who was... I think Alex Cox put this game together, maybe? My memory yeah. is... is failing me a little bit where it was like guess the home screens right so we had to like oh, yeah, okay. guess the mm -hmm. home screens of relay fm hosts i think it was and john had the worst one and i demanded answers and so we <laughs> called him like we arranged it we called him in and i got to we, well me and steven got to grill him on his uh on his home screen so that just like one of the things just kept pushing the, the thing out and so then last year we did uh eight hours and uh, we're doing eight hours again this year. But it will be way better for me because it will be 12 to 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern time, not like five oh, to right, three. right, right. Yes, right? that's a very good point. I, I did not even consider that. This September 16th, 12 to 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern time, twitch.tv slash RelayFM. Get it on the calendar. I am but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Like The goal is kind of like greatest hits, I think, is how I'm thinking of it. Because... Mm -hmm. There's been, you know, we have the podcastathon has gotten way better since the first one in like what we can do and what we have been doing and the types of things that me and Steven enjoy, but we haven't actually got to experience those things together. Right. Like we right. were just talking about this. Like, you know, we have calls every week um, with our wonderful crew at St. Jude who help us put all this all on. And we were laughing together on Friday thinking about the ball pit from the first year <laughs> and just like how small and yeah. like inconsequential the ball pit was compared to all of the other things that we do now where we have like gazebos full of balloons and big wheels that we spin and like you mm -hmm. know confetti cannons and like it's just like a much more 
uh, amped up and like mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty excited for some of the amping up we're doing this time and then I will be really excited for like for future years now like this was like I, I kind of consider this as like a reboot for me oh okay yeah yeah because we're getting the opportunity now to like experience this level together and then to move on from here to what this event will be going forward like we are already have some ideas for the next one. Oh, that's so that's so amazing and actually the chat i think it was aaron in the chat uh reminded me of the driver f1 driver name yeah. quiz that we put yeah. steven through which i completely forgot about i it think was about so delightful. it a because uh, <laughs> whenever i see esteban ocon i think of ocon esteban este like always like to this day i still think of that it, it, it really yeah it was really good uh, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I, as far as I know, uh, Stephen and I are doing a little special something. At least last I've spoken to Stephen about mm-hmm. it, which he's been busy, I've been busy, but we are doing a special something. I don't think it's going to be for the podcast-a-thon, right? I think it's a... Oh, I thought it was. Maybe maybe you're right. No, I think it's a um, it's a milestone unlock. So I think if we hit oh, oh, 300,000, okay, okay. the two of you are going to get to... to like. Is it like you're ranking electric cars or something? I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah so that's like going to that. be... Okay. So that will be an unencumbered by time limit conversation. Okay, good, good, good. Right? good. Because I'm glad. I don't think you could get that done in the 15 minutes we would give you. Eh, you uh, never know. <laughs> but I hear you. You're right. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. I got my wires crossed. It is the 300,000. You were on last year, though, so you don't get to be on this year. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We have so many wonderful hosts that we try and split them up. Are yeah. you going to do the game, though? You'll be in Jason's game? Yes, I am oh, going to be so in Jason's game. you're going to be in Jason's game. See, I can't, I can't let a podcast fan go by without being involved. Casey, Liz, Casey, you are an incredibly important part of the campaign. So you deserve to be a part of it. I'm not <laughs> I appreciate joking. It. Well, what, that's kind the, of the effort that you put in in like spreading the message on ATP is incredibly um uh respected? No, that's not the right word. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying that, but like it is no, no, it I'm is really you. valued so strongly from us and everyone at Olsak and St. Jude. So you know, I know you're the driving force there, so I, I, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Well, so here's the secret. Here's the secret is I really want to score a whole bunch of like positive brownie points, not only with you and Steven, but with the Allsack folks, because I have threatened and I'm, I am not kidding. Like I am dead serious when I've told Steven and I've probably said it to you many times as well. I'm going to come to one of these. It is happening. Well, look, it's not this think, year. Do you think but we it's don't happening. want to do that? Right, like oh, I know, I you know, know, like that is a big, big goal. Like I would have, honestly, I think that if not for COVID, that's what the podcastathon would look like now. Like I think yeah, we would have been yeah, so yeah. many years into it that we wouldn't be calling guests in anymore. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But this year, obviously, we could have done it, but I, I wanted this year's focus to be Mike and Stephen back together. Which I think is totally fair. I, I do not begrudge that at all. And then we can, and then I want to, like, my hope will be that we could start bringing people in kind of like, you know, kind of like our fifth anniversary show in San Francisco. Yep, yep, yep. Right? It was just everyone was there and it was incredible. So I hope that in the future that that could be more what it will look like. But who knows, man? Who knows? But I'm I'm excited for this one big time. Um I'm so nervous. I'm so gosh darn nervous. <laughs> I can understand that. But you shouldn't be. I can understand it. I would be nervous too, but you shouldn't be. Casey, think of what I've been through this year. 
Oh, I know. I know. Right? It's been a ride. Like everyone <laughs> has ride. The, like, the thought in their mind, right? Everyone thinks like, oh no, what if my plans have to get canceled due to COVID? I have experienced it in such a significant way. You know what I yeah. mean? Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm really hoping I'm I'm going to, where did I put my little relay block? It's around here somewhere. Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm going to knock on wood again. I really think it, uh, I really think it's going to go uh, just, in fact, I'm not even going to say it's just going it, to, it's going to go just fine. It's going to go great. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be healthy and Adina will be healthy and every, and Steven will be healthy and it will all work out. But if so I were you, I'd be pooping we're, myself uh, too. We're thinking of uh, getting one of those boosters you've got going on over there. Ah, yeah. See, I haven't signed. I, this is just broken and I've been so busy and I haven't had the time to sign up for it yet. But that's this week's plan is to at the very least uh, make an appointment, if not just ab- actually go get one yeah. of these new uh, bivalent boosters. In fact, the four of us, uh, you and, and Adina and Aaron and I were chatting about this privately uh, a day or two back. You know, Aaron and I were trying to give you guys the inside scoop on, you know, what it looks like and how you can go about uh, acquiring one of those while you're here, which I am in full support of. However, I would consider doing that either several days before or the day after the podcast is on. It won't be not before. the day before. I don't think I'll have the time before. That's um, fair. But I, it is currently unknown when or if this will ha- this booster will be given here. Like it was approved mm-hmm. here, I think before, mm-hmm. but our rollout is it's the same as the last time. It's not open right at the moment. It's. I think people over 50. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Or maybe okay. older and law, uh, those who are most vulnerable. And so, like, I don't know how long it's going to take before we get them. So we're thinking of pulling a gray and just getting this one. And then when it comes here, getting another one. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a terrible plan. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, I only had one booster. That's, that's all I'm able to get. It's yep, the same. two and the one same. booster. So I'm considering just, I mean, it feels like in America, like, you kind of can't give them away, so... Oh, well, kind of. Like, strictly speaking, I am not eligible for a fourth shot. So I have had one... I have had my main two-shot series. I've had a booster. And I, 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 as far as I'm aware, up until this new... This thing that just happened in the last few days as we record yeah. this, up until that point, I was not, strictly speaking, eligible for a fourth shot, a second booster. But now, as far as I know, it's a free-for-all again, in a good way. And But that being said, I don't think the uptake has been too strong <laughs> it seems very much like an opt-in right like yes, we can just go yes. on the cvs website and be like yeah okay i'll have one yep, yep. you know yep. so uh, we're thinking about we're thinking about it like we'll be in america like we oh i would absolutely well. try so yep, i think absolutely. we're just gonna do it but i kind of feel bad but should i because if the if it's available it means somebody you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. So it's a weird, it feels like a gray area, but it is a little bit of a gray area, but I wouldn't feel bad about it personally. I would, I would just go ahead and do it Be- unless, unless it's one of those things where you're like stalking the one available appointment on, on a particular day, in which case, well, then maybe you're quote unquote stealing it from somebody else. But I would be flabbergasted if that's the case. I would expect, I- I'm almost certain what will happen is there'll be a mountain of available appointments mm-hmm. and you'll just be able to slide right in. So yeah, I, I I think it's a good idea if if you guys are capable and willing. I don't know if the pharmacy will be happy about it because they're going to probably want to see, they're going to expect to see a CDC uh, vaccination record, you know, so they can see that you've had your two shots already and so on and so forth. Or maybe I would think. Um, I don't think so. 
Maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I think Adina was looking through, and, and it doesn't really seem like you need to, at least the websites don't really seem to suggest that you have to give them anything. No, oh, okay. Because in the past, what we would do for you know Americans is we would bring our vaccination cards in and they would, you know, add the next line to it and be on your way. I don't think, I don't know if that's necessarily like a, a prerequisite. What if I just said I lost well, it? Well, you also sound a little bit different than your average man. Hello, man. I lost the card, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, come yeah, back. Give us one. Go on. Give us one. Oy, oy, oy. You know, what you got to do is you got to roll in, you know, sounding like Steven and you know, say, hey, y'all, can I have one of them cards, please? Hey y'all! Just do one of those. Yeah. Can I have one of those boosters? <laughs> oh, gosh, we're offending everyone. About? We are we are What's offending that? everyone very very quickly That's right fine. now. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, you know, a quick side note. Can I can I drop an idea on you for next year, which you should reject, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna put you on the spot because I'm a jerk like that. Uh, it is roughly 12 hours to drive from my house to St. Jude. We could have you fly into like. DC or something, That's so horrible. you get a nice, easy direct Why flight. Why would I want to drive for twelve? Oh, I don't want to fly for with twelve me. hours and with drive for twelve hours. Me with me, we would we can, we would make a trip out of it, a little road trip video. It'll be we could live stream from time to time. It'd be amazing. Can you imagine twelve hours for the two of us in the car? It Why actually do you think I want? <laughs> Why do you think I want that? You know what I mean? <laughs> it says Tony in the chat is saying in a tiny Volkswagen. Oh man, now that, that would might be, be amazing. Fun. Oh, that would be amazing. Get one of the oh, buses. We should do it. No, I'm talking about my car. Oh, uh, and your car? Your yes. car's boring. Oh, oh, is it electric? So cool. No, I'm not interested. I, I'm but not, but I that means know. we could get there in less than 15 hours because we'd have to stop every 300 miles. Just imagine, <laughs> uh, p- people, reach out to I M Y K E on Twitter if you think this is a good idea. I don't care. Oh, no. I don't care. <laughs> Let's you know, do it. Let's do if it. I'm gonna do this, it's got nothing to do with people tweeting at me. Fine. You're ruining, you're ruining all my fun. But all right, so to, to make me feel better, you're, you're, you're going to be broadcasting for eight hours. You'll be there yeah. in person. Uh-huh. You're going to have all sorts of tricks and treats. You said it's the greatest hits. It, it, this, this sounds like it should hopefully be a really, really fun time. If we're all together, it will be. Like I can guarantee well, you that. Yeah, if I, yeah. make, I mean, even if we don't, we have plans. It, it's going to be great. No matter what, September 16th, 12 to 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern time, we have had harder things against us than what we currently do. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Twitch.tv slash RelayFM. Please tune in. Tune in for as much as you can. Please donate. stjude.org slash Relay. Yes, please do. Can you imagine how both terrible and hilarious it would be if Steven ended up getting COVID like the day before? I like, mean, obviously, we I have discussed this. Like, this yes, came from a yes. conversation of like, hang on a minute. It might not, it's not just me, you know. Like, <laughs> just, you know, all of the plans seem to be focused around me, but it could be right. any of us. Yeah, no, it's so true. If I were Steven, and I, well, I would want to, I wouldn't be able to, but if I were Steven, I would want to be on like ultra mega lockdown. Like he it was is. March of 2020 all over again, right? Yeah. He, like don't, yeah. don't send these kids to school or put them in, send them to school, like 15 masks on, you know, or whatever. He's, uh, I think he's boosting before. That's a smart choice. Yeah. I mean, oh, here's hoping, here's hoping I will do it one last time. Here's hoping that there's no issues. And, and uh, I'm thinking very, very happy thoughts and sending them y'all's way, but Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a lot, a lot of fun. This should be, this should be quite a ride, and I'm, I'm super stoked. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing the podcast, fun, getting a little sleepy, uh-huh. what could you do to fix that problem? Let me tell you about my friends over at Trade Coffee. Oh, that's a great idea. Every day is precious, and we should all make the most of all of them. Shouldn't, but like your day goes got to start off the right way. Shouldn't start with mediocre 
grocery store coffee. You deserve to start your day with the best coffee that you can make at home from Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before. They partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the US directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Your trade experience can be as simple or sophisticated as you want. If you know what you're looking for already, it's very easy to select from the curated collections by roast, flavor profile, brewing method, or more. Their team of experts do all of the work. They test, test hundreds of coffees from across the US every month to curate over 450 that make the cut. Or if you want something that's curated just for you, you can take a minute and complete Trade's coffee questionnaire. You'll be expertly matched with your perfect coffee and a fresh bag of beans will be on its way to you. The coffee that I get from Trade is so good. I can't believe how much like I really enjoy what they have picked for me and honestly just how easy it was for them to find what I uh, wanted based on their simple questions. Their team actually worked with me as well to create my own custom coffee collection, Casey, which is... Oh, this is very fancy. Right? How nice is that? I'm incredibly picky about my coffee, so I like things to be custom. They have a great diversity in roasters, of which I've been treated to, and this has been selected in, in, like a, 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 in the collection that they've put together. You can see that. Trade have collected together for you a great selection that matches the flavors that I enjoy in my coffee. There is some incredibly tasty stuff in there, and I want you to go experience it for yourself. So if, you like, if you're like me and you want your coffee to taste just right every day, go and check out my collection at Trade. But if what I got isn't up your alley, Trade will have whatever you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile. You can take their quiz and get expertly matched with something that's going to be perfect for you. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh just when you need it. And you've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash analog. That's drinktrade.com slash analog for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the US. That's where you'll also find the collection uh, that, of, of mine. So you can go check it out. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of this show. So summer is unquestionably over in america the borderline the the kind of psychological borderline between summer and fall is labor day which was yesterday as we record and even though the temperature today is just as hot as it was yesterday um that's uh, most americans kind of view that is the the the, the dividing line between what is unquestionably summer and, and the quick descent into fall i say that as though fall is bad i actually prefer fall over every other season but nevertheless uh, and I thought it would be fun to take a moment and just recognize m- m- at least my summer, um, which has been really, 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 really great. And I've been lucky enough that we've stayed healthy all summer. Uh, we've been able to do a lot of stuff over the summer, okay. stuff that we haven't really been able to do or haven't been willing to do in the past. So as a silly example, like we got uh, season passes to King's Dominion, which is an amusement park nearby, and 99% of that is all outdoors. So we felt pretty good for the most part about going and doing that from time to time. Obviously, I know with the new variants, everything is a little suspect, but for uh-huh. what it's worth, you know, that's where our current threshold is. We still think we're mostly, we feel, I shouldn't say think, we feel mostly okay as long as we're outside. Um, so we did King's Dominion a bunch of times. Um, Aaron suggested to me, I think it was late last year, that we should join a neighborhood pool, an outdoor swimming pool. Um, and it was 
you know, it wasn't ultimately a whole bunch of money, but it felt like a whole bunch of money at the time. And I was like, well, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to join a pool? Mm. Like it, it's not like a country club or anything fancy like that. It's like basically a pool and a concession stand and, and a few tennis courts. That's it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say it's anything super fancy or anything like that. And we, uh, we decided Aaron, Aaron convinced me. It didn't take too much convincing, but it took a little convincing, convinced me to join this pool. And we basically lived there. <laughs> it was amazing uh, because, you know, we finally had somewhere to go and do something. But what's great about going to the pool is you can be it's all things to all people, right? Like you can bring a book and read. You can be in the pool goofing off with the kids. They have a lot pool where you can get exercise if you're a better swimmer than I. <laughs> um, you can uh, you can do all sorts of different things. And, you know, the kids found very quickly that many of their friends were also members. Like we had no idea, just ended up circumstantially being the case. So many of like Declan's friends, their families were also members. And so often, but not always, when we would go to the pool, it would end up that Declan would have a friend of his there or maybe two or sometimes even four or five. Mm-hmm. And and so we got to like almost feel like life was normal again, which was really freaking cool. And this started before Michaela was fully vaccinated. Now that she's fully vaccinated, we're and I'm I'm the the stick in the mud on this, but we are continually easing more and more into doing more and more normal things. Um, but for the pool and for King's Dominion, we're also members of our local quote unquote zoo, which is barely a zoo, but that's neither here nor there. Um We've been able to do a bunch of stuff and, and it's felt almost like normal life. And, and that has been incredibly refreshing and it's been so incredibly wonderful. And I am hopeful that this is all either old news for you and a bunch of other people who have been, you know, where their families have been fully, fully vaccinated for a while, or that maybe other people in similar situations to mine have been able to have you know this experience and have been able to have what felt like a really full summer. And the only real travel we did was to Cape Charles um, a couple of months ago, but nevertheless, it felt mostly like a normal summer. And I think next summer will be more of the same, with a slight difference that you know Aaron and I have been kicking, kicking around the idea of doing some sort of like travel, travel, like plane travel. And yeah. and and we're thinking you know we'd really love to bring the kids to New York. Um, which that wouldn't necessarily involve a plane, but maybe. Um, and we'd also really like to bring the kids to Chicago because Aaron and I went for our 10th wedding anniversary several years back and really, really enjoyed Chicago as well in the summertime anyway. I wouldn't really want to go there in the winter. Uh, but, you know, go to the Chicago in the summertime, I think would be really, really lovely. And, and I think the kids would really enjoy it. So uh, I'd like to hear how your summer went since now I'm claiming it's over. But beyond that, um, it, we're also easing into school and there's been some adjustments there that we can talk about, but how was your summer? Do you feel like this summer was the same as last summer? Do you feel like it was different, the same, you know, where, where, where are you on the spectrum? Uh, so much mom. <laughs> it's all the same. I haven't had one. Oh, I'm sorry. Think. It's just this, our life this year has not been conducive to that. We took mm-hmm. a short break, um, to a small town called Margate. It's like a beach town. Mm-hmm. one of the beach towns here in the UK is on the coast and it was really interesting like you know I remember it from when I was a kid and it wasn't like a particularly nice place but like like a lot of places in the UK as property prices go down it brings creative people there um, oh, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so like the, the food scene in Margate was really great and we had like a lovely time lots of great food stayed in an Airbnb which was like a not great experience. Oh no, really? 
Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Airbnb for like a bunch of reasons. You know, you're not the first person who said this to me recently, and I haven't had the occasion to, to rent it or whatever. Like this was someone's house, you know, and like they, mm-hmm. they were really lovely. Like the the we didn't see them, like we were communicating with them. But like, I don't know, it's weird. It's just like a weird thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this person's home. And you're sleeping in their bed. Oh, you know what? So I, like, it's, it's not just like, like oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't like, like that at it's all. It's like the the the. It's like a summer home or like a occasional home for them or whatever. I see. Mm-hmm. And it just you know th- there was also some just like not great things about this Airbnb that like really bugged me. And it, it this was the first time I've ever booked an Airbnb for a trip. Like I've stayed in them when they've been booked by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm going to be rushing to doing it again. And I have no doubt that Airbnb, the Airbnb experience can be a great one. I know it can be, right? But I've just not been that keen on it and this experience didn't change that. So I will always prefer a hotel personally um, just because that's the kind of thing that I enjoy more than yep, like yep. being in someone's house. But in this area, there wasn't really any decent hotel options at all. So I see. going mm-hmm. there meant kind of like Airbnb was the way to go. And so like in that kind of situation, of course I would do it. But if I have the choice, I would go hotel over Airbnb. Oh, you know what uh, What somebody was saying to me recently is that Airbnbs have, have gotten incredibly expensive. I know if it, I, this may not be true at all, but I was being told this so expensive that they're to the point that they're basically the same cost as a hotel. Like that was the big selling point early on is, oh, you can save a bunch of money, get way more space, blah, blah, blah. But now allegedly they're almost the same price as like a, a reasonable hotel. Yeah. I think they're kind of like pivoting to the experience of mm-hmm. a price mm-hmm. now. And like, and I can understand that because like we spent time in the Airbnb and we had so much more space than we would in a hotel, right? Like this was like a great thing for us where we stayed in San Jose. It wasn't an Airbnb, but it was a company called Casa, K-A-S-A. Oh, I feel like- And they're like a service department company. Like it kind of feels like Mm. halfway between Airbnb and a hotel. And I'm so happy we went with that because we were stuck in that place. And we it was an apartment we were in basically as opposed to a hotel for, in that instance, cheaper than a hotel room in like the Marriott or whatever mm, in sure. San Jose. So that was, that ended up being pretty good, but that still feels different to me to like the Airbnb thing. Cause it's like, yeah, definitely. People don't live there. It's like a ho- It's just like a big hotel. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's like a yeah, hotel totally. suite is what it felt like in size. So anyway, so I like that, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, if you like Airbnb and it works for you, like, I 100% understand. But, like, uh, for my, like, personal feelings and tastes, I've always was prefer hotels. And this trip just kind of, like, confirmed it. that for me. <laughs> but it was That's nice, fair. though. It was, like, a nice little get That was kind of, like, all we did. And we did that because, you know, we hadn't been able to do anything. We're still in the house buying process. You know, I haven't spoken about it for a while. Things are just moving very slowly for us, if at all. Uh, that has basically taken up our entire summer um, in, in trying to like wrangle this process through. And we didn't really, A, want to go away or B, spend any money on going away because, you know, got to drain yep. the old bank account. Yep. Because that's what house buying is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know we are um we're doing this we have a we have a 
our our vacation this year is going to be in November, December, which we planned a while ago. So that's going to be kind of like our big vacation for the year. But yeah, we didn't we didn't really end up with much of a summer, and that's something that I want to change. I mean, the biggest thing is summer is just it's been freaking hot here. Like it's been yeah, yeah. it's been rough. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's that's no fun at all. But uh, I'm glad you did get a, a little chance to go away. And yeah, I'm happy and... we did it, just so we can like have done a thing this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, so our summer, I, I, I just, I don't know. I really, really needed it. It was very refreshing Good. and, and it, and it, it felt awesome. And, you know, I, I I'm encouraged work... to hear that you're like starting to think about going further again. Yes, definitely. And, um, and, and we've already, we've already booked a couple of things, um, which, uh, I'm not talking about publicly quite yet, but I'll talk to you about privately another time, Mike, uh. but we've booked a couple of things that involve, uh, some far further travel already, uh, but that's not for the summertime. That's for something else. And so I'm trying to force myself to ease back into society. You know, Aaron and the kids are are ready to rock. I'm I'm the worry wart stick in the mud chicken little over here. But I'm I'm getting better slowly but surely. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, but with that in mind, you know, the kids are now back in school. So I mean, to some degree, all bets are off. Um, Declan is riding the bus for the first time. Uh, okay. When he was still in preschool. We would ask him, you know, what are you excited about for kindergarten? This is before the world ended. Uh, and he said, oh, I want to ride the bus. I want to ride the bus. I want to ride the bus so badly. I'm so excited for the bus. And and I always thought that was so funny and, and adorable. And so um, just a week ago, or like this was the, what, last Monday, um, he rode the bus for the very, for, very first time. He's now riding the bus this year. We didn't hi- have him ride last year because we were still unclear about what the safety level of that was like and so on and so forth. So Aaron drove him COVID and picked safety. him up every day. Correct. Yeah. Sorry. COVID safety. That's right. Um, this year for better or worse, we will see what happens. Uh, we were on board, you know, he's vaccinated and Kayla's vaccinated. Obviously Aaron and I are vaccinated and we were on board with, okay, let's give it a shot. And, uh, he is loving it. It's funny though, because in the modern world, uh, bus riding is a little different than it was when I was a kid. Did you bus to school, Mike, when you were a youngster or did you like walk or, or public transit of some other sort? Uh, walked or public transit or, mom would drop us off depending okay. on where we were in the school I was at. Like we moved a couple of times when I was a kid. Okay. So irrespective of the fact that I'm sure they're not big and yellow in, in Britain, my point is you never got on like a bespoke school bus as a kid. Yeah. I, I don't even know if we have school buses. <laughs> That's fair. Like, well, I, I mean, I'm, I grew I'm, up in the city, right? I don't right, think they, right, right. I never know them. I, I, every kid that I know in my school got to school in one of the three ways I just mentioned. They either mm-hmm, walked mm-hmm. or they got public transport or they got dropped off by their parents. That's fair. I don't know if I've ever come across. Well, the chat room is saying that they're quite rare in the United Kingdom. Uh, okay. Soph is saying that they're just the private schools that have them. But then, but this is where we always, I, I always get confused. Now, when you, when you all say private, I should hear public. Is that correct? No. Okay. When we I say, always get this wrong. Right. Public school is private school. It's the same thing. But if you hear us say public school, it's private school. If you hear private school, it's private school. I'm already, I'm already so lost. Don't even worry about it. It's for some sure, reason, uh, I don't know why, schools that you pay for in the UK is called public school. Okay, so that's my private school, right? Okay, yeah. I'm with you. But people here call it private school because it's madness to say public school. 
<laughs> right? Like that's the official term, but people don't say it anymore. Okay. Interesting. You know? But in any case. All right. So school bus is apparently a very rare occurrence in on Yell Streets. But one way or another, they're typically, not always, but typically big and yellow here in America, very loud and very diesel. Um, and so Declan is riding the bus. Uh, it is hilarious, um, as I was starting to say, and then I got myself sidetracked, the school bus experience is very different now. First of all, you know, the county in which we live, Don't Be Creepy, is, is has enough money that the school buses are not like 85 years old like they were when I was going to school. They're actually relatively modern. You wouldn't really know it unless you know what to look for, but you can tell that this bus is only a few years old. Uh, but beyond that, and the real thing I was trying to bring up is as of this year, they actually have the school buses have, you know, like GPSs on them that will then update, you know, some server somewhere. And then you can get an app that will let you see within, you know, a minute or so exactly where the bus is, which is kind of cool, particularly in the beginning of the school year, because the buses are inevitably late for the first few days. And I thought that was pretty neat. And and that's something that certainly was not the case you know, when I was going to school in the late eighties and early nineties. And so that was, that was pretty sweet. Um, but what's also funny is, you know, again, the for, for Virginia, everything is by County with some minor exceptions. And so, um, you know, the, the schools are all by County and so on and so forth. And the County in which we live has many, 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 many elementary schools. And so it just so happens that there's, you know, one elementary school for every, like, three or four neighborhoods, which when I was growing up in a different state, that was very much not the case. Like you could have quite a decent geographic reach for one elementary school. Well, for us, the elementary school is not far from the house. And so Declan's bus, I think literally 90% of the entire school bus is our neighborhood and our neighborhood is not that big, okay. but it's just because there's so many schools and, and they need, you know, I guess they have enough buses that he, when he gets on the bus, there's literally like 20 or 30 kids at our one bus stop. And there's like two or three in the neighborhood. It's just, it's very, very funny to watch, but he is very slick with himself. He's loving it. Uh, so far so good in school. You know, some of his best friends from last year were not in his class th this year, which is completely normal. And so he's having to make a little bit of new friends, but he sees his other friends on the playground and so far so good with him. And then Michaela, we have going four mornings a week to preschool. So she goes Tuesday through Friday. And at the 11th hour last week, which was her first week, she decided that she would like to do an enrichment class. So her preschool offers different enrichment classes, like what some sports mean? related ones. Enrichment. Um, so basically after school activities um, oh. where they, they, they do a little bit more. And so the particular class that Michaela liked, because she's very much this way and I don't know where it comes from. Uh, but she really wanted to do an art class. So every Wednesday she stays after. So she'll, so the school runs from eight to noon and she'll stay after and she'll have lunch at school with her little lunchbox, which she's very excited about. Uh, and she'll have lunch at school and then she'll spend some extra time with the art teacher where the art teacher apparently like teaches them each week. Uh, if I understand things right, she teaches them each week about a different artist and has them do some sort of art project that ostensibly relates to that artist. And this has only happened once so far. It happens again tomorrow as we record. But not only is this very big for Michaela because she's such an, in well, I don't know if I should say introvert, but she's so shy because she's a COVID baby. You know, she was what, a year and change? No, she was just barely over two years old when COVID hit. And so by the time she finally was becoming a real life human, she basically was subject to lockdown for forever. And yeah. so um, so it's very big of her to, to want to do this extra thing. And beyond that, based on only one time, uh, she apparently was like uh, Joe Cool in the art class. So I'm very huh. proud and very, very surprised and very excited about that. But selfishly, because it always comes back to me, 
What's very interesting about this Wednesday activity is that she is gone, and both kids are gone from about eight in the morning until about two in the afternoon. So every Wednesday, it's just Aaron and me from eight until two. It's like I actually have a wife and not just a mommy that lives with us, which, which I don't say that to take away from Aaron. Like Aaron, Aaron is amazing at everything she does. It's almost frustrating how good she is at everything. But oh, it's going to be the same for her with you too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, it just so happened that last Wednesday, the first time that uh, Michaela had her art class was Aaron's actual birthday. And so uh, we, you know, we did this, we did the bus run, then we did the school drop off for Michaela. And then we just buggered off and we went to breakfast. Just the two of us. It was amazing. <laughs> and so I am so looking forward to having at least a little bit of time with Aaron, just the two of us, because for various uninteresting and, and, and uh, not important reasons, it is ex- extremely rare that Aaron and I have any sort of babysitting coverage. And so I am so overjoyed that Michaela's decided to pick a day a week where she gives us just a little bit extra time where we can be just the two of us for a little while, which is super, super Wait, cool. This isn't after school. It's it's after school, but school and it's after Michaela's school, but school ends at noon. So it's from noon till two. Oh, okay. Because she's preschool, not school school, remember. Wait, so the after school class is two hours, but she's at school for how many? Like four? So she's that's a long after school class. <laughs> that's actually that's I never thought of it that way, but that's a good point. So the after school is both lunch and the class and a little bit more recess time. But your point is still fair. It's a, like it's a long, comparatively a really long yeah. time. Yeah, it's half as much as the regular school day. You're, yeah. I never thought of it that way, but you're making you're exactly right. You make a good point. And can she only do like one of these? Like that's the idea. No, oh no, no, no. She could certainly do more. And they have like lunch bunch, which I think is basically for you know when two working parents just want to have a little bit more time without the kid in the house. And so she could just choose to have lunch at school some days. And of course, it costs the parents money to do that. But um, there's, I think there's like tennis. There's some sort of dance thing. Um, there's soccer. And then maybe that's it in art. Uh, I forget what else there is. But um, suffice to say, yeah, her normal school day, eight to noon and her Wednesday school day, eight to two. So, yeah, but that's what we've got going on. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. We're we're easing in. We're easing into our new routine. Um, It is still a little wonky getting everyone ready and out the door, but we haven't had a failure yet. So I consider that a victory. We haven't missed the bus yet. Um, And we're just easing into our new routine. And I'm hopeful in the next week or two, all of us will be firing on all cylinders and found and have found our new everyday, you know, everyday routine. And I don't know for Aaron and me coming back to Wednesday. uh, I don't know if that means we'll be going to to breakfast every Wednesday or maybe we'll just go get a coffee after dropping Michaela off. And for that, you know, for me, that would mean, you know, hot chocolate or something. Um, But nevertheless, I'm hopeful that we will have an Aaron and me something Aaron and me on Wednesdays as well, which is you know in part up to me. but. Aaron and I haven't had the time to talk about it because we've been so darn busy, but it's been good. It's been real. It's been a really good last couple of months. And, and I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, we can, we can keep this, this trend going. We, we shall see. This episode is brought to you by Fitbod, which is talking about it, but between balance and work life, family life, everything else you've got going on, it can be hard sometimes to make fitness a priority to do this. You need something that works for you. It has to work with you, not against you should be tailored for you. That's why you need Fitbod because Fitbod has an algorithm. Super clever. What it does seems simple, but it's complicated. 
It learns about you, your goals, and your training ability to craft a personalized exercise plan that is unique to you. And they have an app which makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform every exercise they show you. They have HD video tutorials. They're shot from multiple angles. Learning every exercise is a breeze. They have great instructions too on how you perform these exercises. For me, I have never found it to be helpful to try and compare myself to others when it comes to fitness because I will always be frustrated. I can't do what this person's doing. I don't look like this person. I don't have the motivation of this person. And I think the issue there always was trying to just do what they do. But when I started using FitBod, what struck for me and like what really like just made it stick is doing something that is tailored for me. So FitBod uses their data to create and adjust a dynamic fitness plan. You'll have access to it from wherever you want in their great app, and you get your own personalized routine. They make sure to learn from your workouts so your next will be better, no matter how often you're working out. Everybody's fitness path is different. That's why FitBod does all this work to make sure they're customizing things exactly to suit you. It tracks your muscle recovery. It makes sure your plan is balanced of a variety of exercises. This helps to make sure that you're not going to be overworking anything. Their app is really easy to use. It integrates with Apple Watches and Wear OS smartwatches and other apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality and with all of these features can be expensive, but FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year, but you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog, and you'll get 25% off your membership when you go to fitbod.me slash analog. Our thanks to FitBod for the support of this show and Relay FM. So we go move into the F1 uh, segment of the podcast. Our show has become very like, we have the first half, which can be who knows what, <laughs> <laughs> and then the second half, know. right, is like Formula One and the media recommendations. We just yeah, fell yeah, into this. True. Yeah. But I just want to know, not about races particularly, I just want to know your kind of take on Silly Season, like all the moves that have been going on and all the businessy stuff over the last few weeks. I think I, I would probably say this just for the sake of good programming, but I genuinely, I genuinely do need some sort of like a recap here because... As, as already mentioned, in the best way possible, I've had a very busy summer. Um, I have not been able to pay much attention to what's going on in F1. I've been trying to at least, I've been trying to watch the races. And uh-huh. when you have two small children, that's also very difficult because I want to be like laser tunnel visioned on the race. And inevitably it's dad, can we, dad, will you, dad, this, dad, that, which is great. It's a good problem to have, but it makes it challenging to pay close attention to the races. Um, but I, I would love for you to to kind of fill me in on what you see as the big stories of the last few weeks. Because I know that that... Uh, our beloved Danny Rick seems to have gotten the boot, although that's not officially the word, but it seems clear that he's gotten the boot from McLaren. And is it Oscar Piastri? Is that right? Is yeah. he's, he's in, but there was some debate about that, which I think I need a recap on. Yeah. And then that's about all I'm aware of recently, other than Ferrari continuing to Ferrari. So what, what is, what is your executive recap of the silly season? So the Daniel Ricciardo thing was like, that's been like bubbling for a little while. And like it didn't. uh, So let me give you from kind of from the start. Sebastian Vettel retires. I think we spoke about that already. I think so, yeah. This then triggers Fernando Alonso moving to Aston Martin. Mm -hmm. 
Alpine then announced that Oscar Piastri, their reserve driver, will be taking the seat. Right. Yes. It wasn't even a question. It is. Yeah. This is happening. Oscar's taking the seat. But but Oscar Piastri then wakes up because he's in Australia and says, night. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> this then starts a big issue. All the rumors were pointing to, oh, he's definitely going to McLaren. Like this, they, he'd been linked to McLaren anyway because people were thinking Daniel Ricciardo wasn't going to stick around, and people were saying Piastri has got the goods. So that becomes like a whole thing. It goes to the FIA's contract review board. The contract review board state that Alpine did not have an active contract. That, at that point, like that, that Piastri was correct, that he could, he had like a, an opt out in his contract. Like if they, if they did, if they had not confirmed him for a seat by a certain date, he could go anywhere because mm-hmm. he was in the Alpine Junior program, right? Gotcha. So they had been training him up and the contracts, you know, he was in, within the right, the right of his contract that he could just go anywhere because it turned out like a lot of stuff has ended up coming out from the like the contract review board stuff that apparently Alpine did not have a plan for him to be in the car until 2025. Mm, and he wasn't having that. And it was mm. really interesting because apparently one of the reasons that Alonso left left to go to Aston Martin is Alpine would not give Alonso a multi-year deal. Huh. So like the question that on my mind has been like, so who were Alpine thinking? Yeah, going to be in that car now. Now I don't know if this was something they were thinking of before, but now they are being now. uh, Gasly is linked to go to Alpine. That Alpine will pay out Red Bull to take Gasly. Interesting. Is that would you consider that an upgrade? Because AlphaTauri isn't. I, I don't view them as any particularly better or worse than Alpine. This year they've been better. Like, the Alpine car is really good. They're fourth at the moment. Oh, okay, fair. That's fair. That's right? fair. I don't know long-term, though, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Because if you think, like, last season, AlphaTauri was killing it, but they're not this year. hmm mm-hmm. So, but the, apparently, um, Red Bull willing to do this, provided that IndyCar driver Colton Herter, is that his name? Oh, I have no idea. I've never heard of this person. That he gets given his super license. Oh, I heard a little bit of rumblings about this, but I did not understand yeah. what was going on. Okay. So okay, if, that makes a lot Herta more sense. If Herta is given his super license, Red Bull want him. If that happens, they will allow Gasly to go to Alpine. That's apparently the the word on the street. Huh. You know? Okay. But yeah, and then also like just it's just like some other ugly stuff come out really of just like you know, Piastri had told Alpine that, you know, what he wanted and then they kind of, and he said that he wasn't happy and et cetera, et cetera. And then they were trying to like force him to take the seat by doing it publicly. Uh, apparently also this deal for Piastri was first agreed back in July and Daniel Ricciardo was told about this in July, which is just like, this is just like some of the sad stuff that we don't get to usually hear about. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he's like talking about how much he wants to stay in Formula One and McLaren and blah, 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 blah. Um, but was kind of understanding that he was maybe going to be kicked out. And Mick Schumacher has left oh, yeah, the Ferrari driver's program, so is now a free agent. And uh-huh. as it stands right now, it looks like Mick will not be renewed at Huss. 
I wonder why. I don't think Mick has done poorly. He hasn't done great, but he hasn't done poorly. I think because he wants to leave the Ferrari driver program, Haas don't want him. Because I think hmm. they get money from Ferrari, maybe. And I, I think see. Haas okay. are maybe more interested in some other options for that second seat because there's, you know, Daniel Ricciardo's floating around now. Mm-hmm. Could be interesting. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of unknown. Mick is think, making a bold move. I hope it's going to pay off for him. So that, that, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. She Cotton, yeah, let's see if it works so out So, like, him. potentially Mick is, like, I don't know where he would be angling towards based on what's available. I don't know if he thought he was in a shoe-in for something that maybe he's not now. Um, I don't understand what Mick is after at the moment. Because <laughs> I thought like maybe Alpine, but now Alpine seem pretty fixed on Gasly. Right? And if they get Gasly, they have two French guys driving for the French team. However, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. apparently Alcon and Gasly do not get on. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. They were friends and they had a falling out. I think Gasly hmm. says Ocon got upset when Gasly got good. That's I I don't know the other side of this, but used to be friends, not friends at all. Say they can work together if they were in the same team, but I don't know. Hmm. So this is silly season for sure. My yeah, goodness. and then you've got the Audi thing. Right, so yeah, Audi. they've announced they're joining or they're they're going to start up an F one, right? And what about it? Is there any? No, no, no. They're not starting up an F one team, right? So Audi will be making engines from twenty twenty six. Oh, my mistake. Okay, I'm sorry. They will be a power unit supplier, but the strong rumor is that they will be taking a large stake, if not basically completely buying out Sauber, Alfa Romeo Sauber, mm-hmm. to become Audi. Interesting. Okay. Because Alphas, and then a couple of days after Audi announced they were coming in as the power, as they would be offering their their engines, uh, Alfa Romeo announced that they're ending their title sponsorship of Sauber at the end of 2023. So I reckon in 2023, 2024 season, it becomes Audi. And then from 2026, Audi then had their own engine in that I car mm-hmm. and they will then because in 2026 there are engine regulation changes oh okay I did not know that so you know we had the big regulation change this year yeah. Yeah, the yeah. next mm-hmm. time there's going to be a very big uh, uh, change is 2026 and that's the, they're changing a lot of the way the engines work there'll be some body changes to go along with that it's like more electric and sustainable fuel is the is the goal for 2026 which so makes Audi sense. are coming in. And then there's also this t- potential tie-up between um, Porsche and Red Bull, but that seems to be coming to a standstill at the moment. And like no one's completely sure why. Like, there's a lot of rumors, but it's like it seemed like yeah, it was going to yeah. be a done deal that they were going to become Porsche Red Bull. And that Porsche would also make engines and it would be like the Red Bull powertrain with Porsche. But that's an Audi engine. Like, I mean, I know they're not no, strictly but, speaking so the same. So the rumor they're... was that they were going to make separate engines. That seems very wasteful on Audi's part, but whatever. Well, but Red Bull, but Red Bull have already started. So Red Bull powertrain is a thing that's been set up because they're ending their deal with Honda, right? 
So they have oh, to go and do this on their own. Oh, 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 oh. So if Porsche come in, they will inherit that work and create that engine. I think this is genius, right? If you're, because mm, it's Volkswagen, mm-hmm. right? It's all Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The Volkswagen Audi and Porsche. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, if I, that's right. Audi and Porsche are owned by Volkswagen. Yes. Okay. Cool. I just, I just it's yeah, very confusing absolutely. to me the way that car ownership works. It it is. It legitimately is. Because sometimes it's like hard to understand who the bigger company anyway. Because like Porsche yep. also has its own weird ownership thing, but it's like there's like a anyway, I was looking into this once. But um I think it's actually kind of genius to have two engines. Because you've got multiple chances of getting them right. Well, I guess that's true, yeah. And the goal here is to not just put your own engine in your own car, right? So, like, Audi will want to get, like, Haas and Williams, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, on board. Um, so, yeah, that that's I think that's kind of everything. The Porsche, Red Bull thing, that's no one's really sure what's going on there anymore. Well, you forgot one thing, and I've only heard slight vague rumors about this, but I thought Andretti was looking, or the, the Andretti family was looking to yep. buy or create a team in the next couple of years or something like that. They're looking to create a team of their own. I don't think that there is a team for them to buy. The problem is uh, everybody else does not want another team and they has to be agreed upon amongst the existing. Ah, right. Okay. Because then it would be a tw- it would be like a 22 driver grid and everyone's grumpy about that. The, no, the reason is just prize money share. Mm, okay. There is a pot of prize money Every time a new uh, team comes in, right, it shrinks the prize money pot. So I think potentially one of the reasons they're doing, like, that maybe the teams are doing this is like, you know, if if Formula One, I would just say incorporated, right, Formula One incorporated, Mm -hmm. want another team to come in, they're going to have to increase the prize pot. I think that's probably where they're angling towards because it seems every time anyone wants a team to come in it's like no and I would like more teams because more teams is just more fun but I also understand where they're coming from right like there is absolutely zero desire from the other teams for more competition and then less money well, I don't know if they really care one way or another about the competition, but I can guarantee they care about less money. Like That is not up for grabs. Oh, that's interesting. Kate said that last time there were more than 10 teams, only the top 10 got any prize money, so the teams at the back never were able to improve. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even though, to, to be, be honest, though, that's still the case even with the prize money. <laughs> yeah, it's also true. <laughs> that um, is also true. But, I mean, you know, the cost cap probably... It, I think the cost cap would shrink the delta of difference. It just depends on where mm. the money comes from. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I think that's that's kind of it. The Andretti thing was a while ago now, uh, mm-hmm. and it bubbles up every now and then, but um, it's not going anywhere because every time every time it comes up, the, te- the other teams are just like, no way. Nope. It's like one of the only <laughs> things that all the big teams can agree on is that they don't right, want right, another right, right. team. Yep. That's not surprising. This has been a, a bigger, sillier season, season than I was expecting. Uh, yeah. It kind of felt to me that a lot of it was all done. But what's, uh, the big change this time is a lot of contracts have been or will be broken. So that's, you know, like this is the thing where we're seeing all these drivers now being signed up to these big multi-year deals. But it actually doesn't mean anything because with enough motivation, these contracts will be broken. 
It's like, mm, that's, that's just true. kind of fascinating to me because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, everything seems fine, right? Like, oh, you know, like it, it, Lando's for five years, but like if they, if McLaren don't want Lando anymore or if Lando gets offered the Mercedes seat, like they'll find a way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, these things seem to be seem to be much more breakable than you'd expect. Like, and sometimes it's just big payoffs, whatever, but it's created a, a very silly season indeed. It it definitely has. Um, I, I would like to briefly discuss with you what is going on in, uh, in Mercedes land, my friend. Well, really Ferrari land, which is just hilarious that they find new and terrible ways to fail every week. But Ferrari's just like, whatever, like they're just screwing up. And nothing's happening in Mercedes land, man. Everything's great. Well, when what happened this la- last race with uh, Lewis just getting absolutely demolished by George? George passed him like he was in reverse. Well, because it because he was on the wrong tire. Everybody else was on the softs. Lewis has left on the mediums. They were attempting a strategy. Strategy didn't work. Mercedes should have put him on the softs, but they didn't have enough time, and that was it. It was they were so close. They they executed a pretty fantastic strategy for the whole race that ended up getting them a second place. Yeah, fair, fair. Does it pain you to see George pass Lewis? Or are you no. okay with that? I okay. want both of them to win. I, I you know, I really want to I really want to see Lewis win this season. That's just important to me personally. But I just want to see the boys rack up as many points as they can and try and clinch second place in the constructors. Like that's what I care about right now and however it is they get there. Like if George wouldn't have gone on those softs, Mercedes probably would have ended up fourth and fifth. Right. So like I understand why like People were frustrated or whatever, but George Russell made the right call. And like Lewis, Lewis should have made that call too, but they were on a different strategy at that point. He made the call and I think he made the right one and it ended up clinching him a second place, which is equal in his best uh, F1 finish. Yeah. This time having actually completed the race because <laughs> he got his first <laughs> second place in that uh, spa race where it just rained. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, no, I, I, now that, Anyone other than Lewis has won. I would like to see Lewis do well. I'd like to see him get a victory over Max that is uh, uncontested, like you know the, the drama of last year was. Um, but I, I really do like George quite a lot, and I I would love to see him. I, I would lo- really I'd love to see both of them do mm-hmm. well. Um, and I don't know I, how. What's the gap between Max and is who's right behind Max? Is it? I don't even know what on uh, the season. Uh, Sergio and Charles are now tied. Okay. And the the point difference is like a hundred points. So like Max has got this one tied up. Okay, so Mercedes is not in the chase. It is not impossible for George to come in second, hmm. and okay, it is also not impossible for Mercedes. Mercedes are thirty points behind Ferrari and the constructors. How is that even possible? Goodness. Oh, so I think on current trajectories. Mercedes look good for this. Yeah, that's fair. And George is just like 20 points or something. He's not even that. It's like 15, 10, 15 points behind Sergio and Charles mm-hmm. as we st- as right now. So I don't know. 13. He is 13 points behind being second place. So I think the current trajectories are like Red Bull untouchable. I think Mercedes are coming up. Ferrari are collapsing, coming down still. But yep. like they kind yep. of like 
down and they're good for a bit, down and they're good for a bit. You know what I mean? Because they had a good weekend. This, you know, they, they, except, well, one of their drivers had a good weekend. The other driver wanted to get every penalty under the sun. <laughs> Do you think, uh, what is their uh, principal's name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Mattia Bonotto. Yeah. Do you think he's going to survive after this year? I mean, he did after last year. Last yeah, year was sure. worse than this year. That's fair. That's it's, fair. It's, it's very complicated. Like, I didn't think he would survive last year. Um, and he did. And this year, I mean, they could end up with a second place, third place driver. But the, the problem this year is when the season started, they seemed like they were going to run away with the entire thing. And yep. I think that, I think what happened is Ferrari got it right immediately and then have not been able to capitalize on that. Agreed. Where Red Bull got it good and then got way better. And I think mm. Mercedes got, did a really bad job and got way better. And Ferrari, they were starting from somewhere, so, from so far back. Exactly. They were yeah. starting from so far back. But, like, you know, the, the, the difference now, like, they were fighting for mid places. Now they're fighting for wins again. Mm. Like, mm. I mean, mm. I know we've only got that one race, but I think the previous race before, um, even though like Lewis ended up going out, but I think if he had stayed in the race, I think Mercedes also would have ended up with a much better result. They're like, now we are seeing six cars in the mix, right? Where it was before the season break, four cars in the mix. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Mercedes will get a win before the end of the season, like come hell or high water. I think it's going to happen for them. You know, genuinely without the safety cars probably would have happened this past weekend. Yeah, that's probably true. Although I got to tell you, you know, come back a half step, Max and, and Red Bull there, but Max in particular is racing, racing on easy mode right now. Like he is just dominant. Oh, he's absolutely destroying it. Is It is, yeah. it is a level of dominance that I haven't seen. When Lewis was dominating, Max was still there. Yeah, he was he was nipping at his heels. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he was three hundred you know yards behind in most and races. Charles is not there no. all the time, mm -mm. right? In the way that that Max was there for Lewis, Charles mm -hmm. Leclerc is not there for Max. Like, uh, agreed. It's different. And, and look, I've said this on the show a lot of times. I'm not a big fan of Max Verstappen, but I want yep, him same. to win a world championship with no contest. Yeah, I would agree with that. So he can have at, you know at least one, although I think he'll have many, but at least one where it can be like, you see, I dominated this. Like, no one could touch me. I mean, since I don't particularly care for Max at all, I wouldn't necessarily complain if he never got that, but I do mostly no, I agree with what you're it. saying. Like, I would like him to win this season. So it's like, okay, right? Like, you destroyed it. Like, it wasn't even a case of like, Oh, the competition weren't there. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter. He is, like, you know, like the difference between him and Sergio right now as well. Like, it's it's mm -hmm. huge. This is a Lewis Hamilton-like performance from Max Verstappen this season. Yeah. You know, yeah, of is. like what he is able to draw out of his car that his teammate can't and also compared to literally everybody else. <laughs> but I genuinely, like, you know, I know I'm a big fanboy, but Mercedes are going to be incredibly hungry. I mean, we thought that we thought that this year and it has not ended well so far. Yeah, but I think it's different. I think Lewis was, but I expected the team who won the constructors. We like to forget that they were the constructor champion last year. 
mm-hmm. probably felt like they just knew what to do. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we got this. Like, we're Mercedes. We build the best cars. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. You know? And and it ended up not working out. I don't know. It's been, it's been a fun season. Like, I, I wouldn't say there's, or to my recollection, any, I don't recall any race that's been like, oh my gosh, this is for the record books. Maybe I'm forgetting one. But the, the, none of them to have been like truly bad races. They've all been at least mildly entertaining. So uh, there was season. a race a few weeks ago that was just like, I don't remember which one it was now, but it was just like absolutely incredible start to finish, but I don't remember which one it was, but there has been some of those this season. Yeah, it's been, it's been what good. Was it? Which one was it? I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, it's all a blur. Maybe someone just got help, but yeah, there was a race. There has been a, at least one race this season, which that's fair. was up there with one of the best races that I've seen so far. I must have blanked on it then, or maybe I didn't see it, or maybe I didn't, I, I've forgotten about it, but because I feel like most of the races I've watched this season, again, I'm only like half watching, but most of them have been like, oh, it was a good race. You know, it was nothing particularly remarkable. Well, or, the racing or, has been solid, but we didn't have, we have, you know, it was, look, last year was considered to be maybe the best season of all time with it was like an Lewis and Max. Season. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to compare. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It's been good, though. And uh, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, which I, I I do genuinely love that the F1 season is so much of the calendar year. Like, it must not be fun for the teams and, and all the you know employees and whatnot. But it's, it's good for us that we get, what is it, something like March or April through November or something like that. Um, it, 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 it does make for a nice long stretch, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it's like nine months, right? All right, what else is awesome other than F1? Hover. One of our longest running sponsors here at Relay FM. When you have that big idea, where do you go? Your business starts with a domain name. For so many entrepreneurs, Hover is that first big step. Hover have over 300 domain name extensions that you can choose from. So no matter what it is you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for you. And they make it so easy to search. You go to Hover, you type in the words that you're looking for, and they'll give you all the domain name options that will work for it. They might even make some suggestions of some uh, names that you hadn't considered that might be just perfect, maybe even better for the website that you're looking to build. Hover also have really great technical support. They are on hand to answer any questions you have. They're dedicated to getting you online and not upselling you. And a great example of that is their free Who Is Privacy. Hover give Who Is Privacy uh, for any domain that supports it. It's just included. You don't pay extra. This just means that people can't look up your registration information. That's personal information of yours. Hover makes sure that people don't see it. They have a really great experience for managing your domains, for forwarding domains, for integrating with other services. It's really fantastic and simple to do. They have monthly sales on popular top-level domains. It is easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for people starting businesses. Uh, I love how easy it is for me to, to get forward set up. I did it quite a lot. Like I buy domains, forward them to other places. Hover just makes that a breeze. Um, and I own, I don't know, like 80 domains of Hover because they make it so easy and I just keep collecting them over time. I have little ideas. I go and register some domains, get some options. Super simple. Buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash analog and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That is hover.com slash analog. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. Recommendation time. All right. Who's starting? Would you like to start? No, you start because I just was talking for a moment. All right. So I have a handful. As, as per usual, I like trying to come up with a few and kind of treating them as quick hits. Um, for those of you who are lucky enough to have a play date, uh, I think I might have briefly talked about this a week or two back, and I couldn't put the name or I couldn't come up with the name 
Uh, but Omaze, which is the circle game, <laughs> the official description is Omaze is a circle puzzle platformer, a circular puzzle platformer, an ode to circles, a hint to the never ending struggle against the perceived enemy. Um, it it was a lot of fun. It was very I, much. This not- intrigues me that this is one that you like. You like this much. I didn't really dig this one too much. Oh, yeah? I don't think that's fair. Maybe I didn't put enough time into it. I would say I have not put as much time into my Playdate game since I got the Steam Deck. That's kind of taken up all my gaming time. Yeah, um, that's fair. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, I haven't had enough time uh, to play the last few weeks uh, of season one. It's not from lack of desire. I've just, again, I've been busy. It's a great a great problem to have. But uh, but I haven't played, I don't know, probably the last like six games that have showed up on the Playdate. And so I need to, I need to carve out some time and go ahead and do that. But yeah. of the first like half of the season... I think for me, Omaze might be my favorite. I really did like Casual Birder a lot, um, and I think those are the only ones that I've that have like really clicked with me so far. But again, I haven't spent really any meaningful time with like the back half of the season. Um, a couple of album recommendations that have come out. It might have even been on the same day. It was sometime in the last week or two. Uh, Silver Sun Pickups, Physical Thrills. I I've always liked Silver Sun Pickups. I've never been a super fan, but I've always really enjoyed them. And uh, the new album is really good, uh, based on my you know first couple of listens. Uh, Muse, I've waffled in between. Is it a new Muse album? There's a new Muse album, my friend. Huh. Are you being serious or are you sarcastic right no, now? I'm being deadly serious. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know. I was thinking about it. But I was like, what happened to Muse? Well, it turns out yep. they were putting out new music. I just didn't know about it. Well, so here's the thing. I believe it was the the, the immediate prior album. I, I, I listened to it once and I really did not like it. I think it was like a slight departure from where they were before, which is fine. Bands are want to do that and that's totally permissible. You know, no big deal. But it just did not click for me. Not, but the new album that came out literally like a week ago, a week or so ago, uh, called "Will of the People," uh, I really, really enjoy that one. It is a little bit different. You know, it's one of those you know, standard al- new album from a band. You know, it's not a hundred percent the same, but it's spiritually in the same ballpark, and and that, I'm here for it. Uh, so I really liked both uh, "Silver Sun Pickup," uh, "Physical Thrills," and the new Muse album "Will of the People." Uh, and then I have started because you would not stop talking about it yeah man uh-huh. i have started uh after steve i'm only i don't know maybe 10 or 15 pages in i'm really at the very beginning i really still talking did about not, it to people <laughs> I'm i, still I doing really it. i really did not want to like this book and again i'm only like 15 or 20 pages in but so far i'm actually i'm very impressed i'm glad you've i'm glad i'm glad you've banged this drum many 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 times because it it at least so far so as i wrote in the show notes a tentative plus one for after steve um so far i am enjoying it and it is much better than i thought it would be and if if you recall i think we talked about this before when i heard trip on the talk show i did not care for that episode and it wasn't gruber's fault i just did not he did not come across well to me on the talk show and like you have said many times uh, mike that the marketing was all like like very drama filled and like oh you know johnny is it's all about Johnny and how he, you know, is is a maybe he's dramatic or maybe he was wronged. I don't know, whatever. But it it seems so far to be about much more than that. And and this is what you've been saying for a long time. So a tentative, a tentative plus one for after Steve, and that's my uh, recommendations for this month. I mean, I don't think the. I mean, the I took well, the what I take away from the book is like very positive feelings about Johnny Ive, but I don't know if that's just my own experiences i don't know like it's I, your patriotism it, uh, that's what it is no 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 like i genuinely <laughs> like i feel like a kinship to the situation that he found himself in and like yeah it just it, i really loved it and and i genuinely hope you like it um 
I've obviously I've heard from a bunch of people because obviously I wouldn't stop talking about it who felt the same like that they read it and really loved it. Um, my friend Alex being one of them, and they recommended to me that I read a book, which I, I make it as a, another recommendation: Little Fry. Which is this one? This is the book written uh, by uh, Lisa Jobs. Oh, I actually started Lisa that Brennan because Jobs. the the Trip Mickle one I couldn't get my hands on at the library quick enough, and so I started Little Fry. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like 20% in because I got it on my Kindle. I'm like 20% of the way into Little Fry, and I don't particularly care for it. I'll finish it, and maybe I'll come to a different conclusion. I don't really like it. It, it I don't, I don't want to say anything about why, just because I don't want to spoil it for you in case you end up I'm liking it. I'm halfway through, man. I'm enjoying it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So you can so say whatever then, you want about it. All right, fair enough. I just, I feel like it's, it, it, it's so far to me, it feels like a very grumpy child complaining about their upbringing. I don't get that at all. I don't, it just, it seems like, oh, look at all the crazy stuff my mom made me do. And oh, dad's a jerk. It's a memoir. Like, that's, I mean, I get, maybe like, it's just this not. This is all just like, the thing that was interesting to me about this book, it's called Small Fry. I said Little Fry. It's called Small Fry. I was thinking of Lisa. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs. I really like this book. Uh, I think that it is, you, you, I had to like get my head around it at first, like trying to understand what the book was. Yeah, and I think that's another problem I have is I don't think I get what the book is. So maybe I need you to tutor me. It's just, um, it's, it is a memoir of Lisa Brennan Job's life. And she talk, she's just talking about things that happened to her. The chapters are very short because it's just like, a story is a chapter, right? Like she, she tells a story about something that happened and that's a chapter. And where I am now, she is a, she's in maybe like seventh grade or something like that. And it's at the point where Steve and uh, Lauren Powell Jobs have met and they got married and they're going to have a baby. And so like, it's just like the stories of her life. And it's fascinating to me. Like it's just fascinating to me to hear how, bad and weird steve was to her <laughs> that that is fair and i think a lot of apple fans will bristle at this but i think it's a thing that we all need to make sure that we understand that he was maybe in some instances not a good person maybe right? unquestionably yeah, i know yes, but like you know you. it's just like but the thing that 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 i love about the way the way this book begins is talking about the last time she saw him so you can see that there was something in him that they got on very well throughout their life eventually, even though they started so poor. And there's a brilliant way to start the book because it shows that, you know, you're going to hear a lot of stuff which is not great about this guy, but she loved him and wanted to be with him at the end of his life. So like, yeah, that, I think it was a great way to start this book because if you start it cold, it's like, um, what, you know, what it's, what it's going to, it's yeah, super interesting I'm really enjoying it. It's like a bunch of like, you know, slice of life stories from a very different perspective to my own. I do recommend this book, but just understand that like, it's not a biography, really. It's more like a memoir. I was talking to a friend about it, so I don't yeah, remember who it okay. was, and they said like, I was explaining to him, I was like, oh, this book's interesting, like a bunch of small stories, and it wasn't why. It's like, oh, it sounds like a memoir. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a memoir. So. Yeah, see, I think, I, I'm glad that we had this conversation because I don't think I was in the right, it's dramatic to say I wasn't in the right headspace, but I can't think of a better way to phrase it. I mean, hilariously, it says memoir on the cover, and I just never noticed because I'm reading it as an audiobook. Oh, so I'm really paying attention to the cover, but on the cover it says a memoir. 
So. I, I didn't notice that either. So it's not just you. I think it's beautifully written. That, yeah, like, I think I, I think that's very fair. descriptive, uh, and I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I I think this will help me enjoy it more because I was I was expecting more of like some kind of story arc as told from her perspective, and I'm not really getting that. It's more exactly what you described—a series of like scenes from her life and. And I think my expectations were not set appropriately. So I'm glad we had this chat. So now uh, now when I dive back in, I, I, I'm trying to plow through the the After Steve book because I, I need to get that back to the library sooner rather than later. But um, but I will return to what is it, Small Fry? Is that what the, the right mm-hmm. answer? Small Fry? Okay. I'll return to Small Fry after. And I think I will probably enjoy it quite a bit more now that we've had this chat. So I appreciate it. What else are you recommending? Peaky Blinders. Oh, I've heard of this. What is this? It's a TV show. Um it's on Netflix. It was a BBC show. Then Netflix picked it up for like its final season or two. Gotcha. I've always heard about the show. I've heard good things about the show. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. We're like a few seasons in. It's based in Birmingham in the 20s. And uh, it's Ken Murphy, which you would know. Uh, he is in Inception and like a bunch. You know, he's in Batman. Wait, ha- that's how you pronounce his name? I thought it was like Cillian or something. No. Oh, sorry. I've, 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 it's Killian. I forgot the L's. Oh, okay. Well, so we're all wrong. It's, Kill, it's, <laughs> no, it's Killian Murphy and uh, a bunch of great actors. There's a bunch of cameos from really excellent actors in this show. Uh, we're in for a few episodes. We're in for a season. And uh, it's kind of like a gangster family and moving, kind of growing larger and spreading across the UK. It's really interesting. It's like loosely based on some things that are true, but this gangster group didn't actually exist uh but i'm really liking it i I think it's very good it's very you know it can be very uh challenging you know it can be violent um some adult themes definitely in the show right like you are watching a show about gangsters these aren't gonna be good people necessarily um i like this kind of i've always kind of liked this kind of thing you know like i love sopranos that kind of stuff so uh this is it's a very very good tv show very very good tv show on the complete other end of things, welcome to Wrexham. This is the documentary about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney owning that Welsh football team. Oh, I didn't know that this was a... Oh, wow. I had no idea that this was a thing that was already released. I thought it was forthcoming, like, eventually one day. No, it's on Hulu or Disney Plus everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, really fun. Really, really good documentary. Uh, very funny. Very heartwarming. And I think... If you have like if you've if you've been wondering or doubting why these two own this team, I think it does a very good job uh that explaining why they did it and showing their actual um care for it. Mm-hmm. So I thought mm-hmm. it was awesome. You gave a music recommendation, which realized I should give a music recommendation. Surrender by Maggie Rogers. It's Maggie Rogers' new album, which was highly awaited from me. Uh, Maggie Rogers is amazing. Um, she's such a good like uh, her debut album I loved her voice is just yeah I really liked her debut album as well and I think I gave this a shot and it didn't really click for me like not that I didn't like give it, it a it's couple just... of listens on my first okay. listen I was like oh this is good and then yeah, within like yeah, two yeah, or exactly. three I was like this is unbelievable okay, there is a okay. song on this album uh, which is my favorite song of the year for sure oh wow um, okay. and it is called Overdrive. It's actually the the first song. Overdrive. If you are wondering, like, what make, like, why do you say that she has such a good voice? If you listen to Overdrive, 
she just has this way of modulating her voice, which is just so incredible. And like something I like about Maggie Rogers is it sing. It sounds like she is singing when she is breathing in and breathing out. Like she doesn't <laughs> stop singing. Like when she starts, she just goes, and you can hear it. That like it, I I just think she's just an absolutely incredible artist. And Surrender is just a beautiful album, start to finish. Uh, yeah, I really, really recommend it. Yeah, I'll have to give it another shot. I'm glad you said that you had a similar first impression because, again, I didn't think it was bad by any stretch, but I was like, mm. okay, that was good. And I remember really, really liking the debut. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I feel like it, it takes a couple of listens, but now I'm like into it. I'm like, oh boy, like this is in some ways better than her first album, in some ways just as good as her first album, which was a front to back incredible record so yeah if i remember right i really liked her first album quite a bit so yeah then i would recommend giving this one a couple of goes all right we'll do